okay. I just... I didn't realize the internet thought Pete Davidson was hot. I didn't what realize. What the fuck do you mean? Of course I think he's hot. The internet. I yeah. said the internet. Yeah, the internet. I, he is medium ugly, but the thing is he is so fucking funny that I would unironically date the fuck out of him. I mean, like, same. He's a Scorpio. We're compatible. Ooh. That's why Arna Grande and Pete Davidson burnt out cancer? so quick. Because she's a cancer. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but. <laughs> Riley never knows when I start recording. <laughs> I literally don't. I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> it's just a sudden, it's just a sudden topic change in conversation. Yeah. And Riley just says she has rolls with it. But well, yeah, because you never stop like, to think, huh? Maybe Rachel pressed the record button. You know, no, I don't think it. Period. I don't think. Period. It is broken glass shards up in there, baby. <laughs> Just jingle jangle, bitch. <laughs> click, 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 click. Hi, guys. Welcome to Grab Bag Podcast. <laughs> I'm Rachel Robbins. I'm Riley Robbins. And we are a garbage fire clown fiesta. Woo! 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 I just spent all day at work, and I had a, actually a really good day, so I'm just, like, vibing. Uh, I changed the musical that we were going to do on the drive home. <laughs> <laughs> From work an hour ago. I still don't know what it is. I didn't. Um, I didn't. I, she didn't tell me. I did not tell her. Uh, all Riley knows is it's a musical that she has never seen, but knows. Probably you know very secondhand, but you have never listened to. Probably through you. Yes, exactly. It's it, you. It, it very. Very. Uh, sorry. Hugo sent me a tweet. <laughs> you know, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest. That Hugo sends tweets. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it said it, he sent me a tweet and just the message he sent with it is are you a friend of friend because the tweet that he sent me is um it's a screenshot of two tweets together and the first tweet of in the screenshot says this is funny but actually serious there are dozens of men on dc dating apps right now who are clearly here for the insurrection attempt yesterday some said it directly. Others are obvious from MAGA clothing, location tags, etc. Is that useful info for all law enforcement? And the second tweet says, I know a friend of a friend who changed her preference on Bumble to conservative. She's matching with MAGA bros and they're bragging and sending her pictures and videos of them in the Capitol. She's sending them to the FBI. Perfect. Perfect. And so like, he yes. was asking if I'm the one. <laughs> if you're the friend one. Of, if, <laughs> are you a friend of a friend? I mean, God bless. I would be. Straight you up. You would be. Straight up. Straight up. I am that level of petty bitch. But they wouldn't match with me. I have green hair. Yeah, no. You don't. I don't you fit. Know. I don't fit like the I'm Holly of like MAGA girls. Yeah, no. So, whatever. I'm like the ones that would swipe right or you would fetishize you and call you a slayer. Oh, I mean, I'm already being fetishized. So. Oh, cute. Yeah. Thanks, TikTok, for my 82,000 followers and also fetishization. <laughs> wow. Party. <laughs> the other night, fucking Riley was like, I was like, I'm going to bed. After I was telling her how I was getting fetishized, she was like, have fun sleeping and being fetishized, I guess. And it was just so funny. It was so fucking funny. It was. It was chef's kiss. In my Uber today, I did that. I did like, oh, I bet that must have been uh, chef's kiss. And the guy was like chef's kiss i've never even heard that that's so funny did you come up with that yourself and i was like that's a well-known saying i literally was like i don't know i've i've been doing it since i was 13 i think i found it on the internet somewhere it, it's, it's it's an internet thing and he was like oh haha he was retired so he was like an old guy but like oh, yeah. he just never like had just heard the 
with the words chef's kiss. Like, he knew. Yeah. He was like, ah, like, magnifique. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you, I say chef's kiss because otherwise I'm just making kissing noises in your back seat under a mask. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spe- okay, I get that. Speaking of Rachel being in a good mood at work, I got, um, I got a mask today. I bought a mask. Um, with embroidered no face on it. So that's how my day went. Okay, see the thing with no face, Riley's embroidered fucking no face mask. <laughs> it's our friend Robin made it, and that's not where I'm getting yeah. angry. Yeah. Riley barely saw Spirited Away literally like two months ago, and I had to buy it on fucking <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> she had never goddamn seen it. And now this bitch is out here with a no face mask going, because it's cute. No. It's a cute mask. It is a cute mask. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. Anyway. But it is a cute mask, and I am a cute person who deserves to wear a cute mask. So do you have any updates this week, Riley, other than that? I start school next week. Um, I hit the 82K. I think that's it. Follow me on TikTok. Anyway. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, everyone, everyone who listens to this podcast already follows me on TikTok. <laughs> it's more like on your TikTok, you should be like, follow my podcast. <laughs> I, which I've done, but now I need to do again with my influencer clout. Go into the hype house, Rachel. I don't want to go to a hype house. I don't want to go to a hype house. That sounds like a threat. (laughs) That's it. Go to the hype house. (laughs) This house is a fucking nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Okay, so Riley, this musical, we are doing a uh, multiple Tony awarded, multiple Tony nominated musical from 2003 take any guess i already saw the picture by you accident. saw the picture fuck you it's Did avenue you, q she turned the phone at one angle and i looked at it oh no it's avenue q <laughs> it's avenue q which you vaguely know but which you I don't know like know. the story right also i wouldn't have guessed it if i'm being no? dead ass just because i did i forget how old avenue q is because it's on, fucking old it's been on broadway forever it's not on broadway <laughs> it used to be on broadway forever it was on, it was on broadway forever it was on broadway for like 13 years yeah so i'm uh, just when like did it close on broadway speaking of history Let's probably see. around t- 2012 um oh shit uh what kermit prince of denmark what the fuck what are the we fuck? doing <laughs> <laughs> oh okay because originally when they were originally writing avenue q mm-hmm. they're writing it as a hamlet parody called kermit prince of denmark so it wasn't supposed to be like sesame street it was supposed to be shakespeare <laughs> That's where they met. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. The Henson family said, fuck that. You know, the owners of Kermit. God bless. Because I would not know how to handle Kermit, the the prince of Denmark. Kermit, prince of Denmark. Yeah, let's see. I would not be able to handle that for one lick of a second. Okay, so it ran off-Broadway for 72 performances uh, in 2003. And then it won off-Broadway awards. Oh, it was never on Broadway? What? What? No, okay, it transferred to Broadway. Thank God. Oh, yeah. In uh, 2003, July July 31st, 2003. Free. 2003. <laughs> uh, take a guess at the Tonys it won. Best musical? Yeah. Uh, best female lead? No. Best male, male lead? No, you get two more guesses. Um. Best book? Yes. Best music? Score? Score? Yeah. Hey, Riley got all three. Best uh, best musical, best score, original score, and best original book. Hell yeah. Yeah. It closed in 2009. Mm. It ran for six fucking years, dude. That's insane. 
Oh, and then it reopened off-Broadway later in 2009. It closed in September, on September 13th, 2009. Happy birthday, Marissa. Um, <laughs> and it reopened in October 2009, off-Broadway, where there it played until 2019. Jesus, y'all. Avenue Q says, I never die. Jesus, God. And then it opened in Las Vegas and on the West End. Oh, my God. Okay, but to be fair, I would watch Avenue Q several fucking times. I love, okay, so my history with Avenue Q is the first se- season, the first summer, I was in um, EPCC, which is like our community college theater, uh, was the summer between my freshman and sophomore years of high school, and I was the only person from my uh, high school to have ever auditioned for the college's theater program, which was neat, because then I got in at age 15, and I looked fucking impressive, even though I was just in the chorus of spring awakening with my braces. To be fair, I was also the understudy for Ilsa for my friend Camille when she was gone for a week. At 15, which was cool. And literally, I don't, do you remember running lines with me, Riley, for that? Yes, I do. Sitting in the I computer do room. Sitting in the computer room. Because lines. I was like, I was so worried because I was 15 and I was like, I was obviously the youngest and very few people knew that I was 15. Yeah, so you didn't want to like come on. So off. I didn't want, yeah. So the people who were already like at EPCC and were on the debate team didn't know I was 15 until like the weekend we closed the show, uh, you know, five months later, four months later. But my friends, my close group of friends, Team Talent, knew we were knew I was fifteen. Uh, but I wasn't in Avenue Q. So EPCC did a summer rep, so they would perform one show a weekend, change the entire set, and actors perform another show a weekend, same thing, and three shows. And then after the third show, they would go back to the first one. So it'd be like Avenue Q Spring Awakening. Uh, the show I can't remember. Oh, look at there's <laughs> there's the poster. The Outrageous Adventures of Sheldon and Mrs. Levine. And then it went back to Avenue Q, Spring Awakening, The Outrageous. I don't think that was the order. I think Outrageous went first, but that's not the point. So, but I got, because I was in the rep program, I would go and sell tickets. I would sell um, uh, candy. Uh, yeah. I, I would be an usher for Avenue Q and Sheldon. Uh, so I got to watch Avenue Q a lot, and I love Avenue Q. I wish, I have dream roles in Avenue Q. Um, Avenue Q is usually double cast a lot. I mean, or uh, single cast, I guess, but actors play multiple roles. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so, like, there are scenes where um, the main female Kate Monster and Lucy the Slut are played by the same actress. Um, the guy who plays one of the gay boys also plays Trekkie Monster. Uh, which Riley doesn't really know. Riley will know these songs, but she won't associate character names quite yet, other than probably Lucy the Slut. Yeah? Is that a confirmation yeah. of that? Yeah, yeah, Can you name any of the characters in Avenue Q, Riley, other than the ones I just named? No. Give it a <laughs> I try. Mean, dead ass. Give it a no. try. Okay, wait. I'm going to pull up a cast picture, and I want you to name these people. Oh, my God. Oh, no. I'm, I'm terrified. Because I don't know anything. Yeah, well, you're not. Going I know to nothing know besides anything. I I knew one, and it was Lucy the Slut, and that's it. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Okay, this is like the exact picture I was thinking of too. Cute. Okay. I'm I'm terrified. This is gonna be so wrong. <laughs> okay, so Riley, I need you to name these characters. Starting and all. This isn't everyone in this show, obviously. Starting with that guy. Clayton. Clayton. All right. Who's that? <laughs> I don't know. Who's that? Marissa. Marissa. Sure. <laughs> Who is that? Oh, no. <laughs> this is the first puppet Riley has to name. The other two were, were actual human characters. And it's a, 
for those of you who don't know, before Riley says, continues anything, Avenue Q is like Sesame Street, but for adults. So they don't live on Sesame Street. They live on Avenue Q in Alphabet City. All right. So the first puppet, Riley, he's green. What is his name? Keith. Keith. All right. What is that one with the sweater vest? What's his name? <laughs> Rachel's really amused, but I'm terrified because I don't know. <laughs> Give him a name. Daryl. Daryl. All right. What's that one's name? Mr. Clayton. Mi- you got Clayton, a human being, and you got Mr. Clayton. They're the puppet? They're related. Are they brothers? <laughs> They're and they Dad. both go by their last name? Yeah. Dad. Okay. Who is that? Is that Kate Monster? It is Kate Monster. I Look at guessed. that. All right. Lucy the Slut's not in this picture. Who is that? Yvonne? Yvonne. Sure. <laughs> sure. I'm scared. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm mad Lucy the Slut's not in this picture. And Trekkie Monster isn't in this picture either. Why do you do this to me? Because it's fun. <laughs> Are you going to put names under them and that's going to be the picture for this week? Yeah. Clayton, Mr. Clayton, Clayton, Mr. Clayton. (laughs) All right. So uh, Avenue Q has gotten a lot of praise for its use of sexuality, um, hard language, and just um, racism. Avenue Q is a comedy musical. So a lot of these songs are not. (laughs) They're not. And it was written in. God, it was written in 2000. So they're not PG. They are not, and they're not politically correct either, which Mm -hmm. a lot of times people use the term politically correct as a jab where they're like, well, this PC culture. And it's like, I don't give a shit. I'm trying to be nice. That's not being PC. That's being considerate of other people. This uses comedy to poke fun, not at PC culture, but at how easily our brains just do backflips over PC culture, which it's not meant to do. It's not meant to be like a commentary on PC on being politically correct, but it is, uh, you know, it's exploring the themes of racism and home and, um, homophobia and sexuality with comedy, which is, you know, it's going to upset some people. So (laughs) here we go. So while I said all that, there is a school production, there's a school version of Avenue Q. Uh, and let's just read what the Wikipedia says about Avenue Q School Edition. All right. Oh, I'm. Oh no. <laughs> I think it's of, a bad idea. It, it's, it's an awful idea. I have heard of the Avenue Q School Edition. I've never listened to it because it sounds awful. Okay. Avenue Q and Music Theater International collaborated on Avenue Q School Edition to facilitate production of the musical by high school drama departments. Most of the profanity and sexual themes are removed from the script and score, and two songs, aka the two songs, and two songs are removed. The songs are My Girlfriend Who Lives in Canada and You Can Be As Loud As The Hell You Want, which Riley doesn't know either of these songs. No. So she doesn't get why they're removed. But when we get there, I'll remind her that they're removed and I will sing clips of them. My thing is that defeats the whole purpose if you remove. If, if you Okay, those are the two worst songs. Every song in Avenue Q has some sort of charge to it. All right. Those are just the two songs that you cannot change. Which I would think this third song they mentioned is the biggest one you wouldn't be able to change, but they figured it out. So, um, the song, The Internet is for Porn, is replaced by My Social Life is Online. And Trekkie's obsession with pornography is replaced by an obsession with social networking sites. Not even social media, social networking sites. It's because this was when Facebook was, like, just becoming a thing. Yeah. 
So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The characters Mrs. Thistletwat and Lucy the Slut are renamed Mrs. Butts and Lucy, respectively. <laughs> um, Long sigh. And the scenes involving the bad idea bears are altered to de-emphasize alcohol. So probably has no idea what this means yet. And you know no. what? If you don't know Avenue Q yet, you don't know what any of this means either. So let's let's get into it. All right. Let's let's di- let's diddly dive let's into it. Diddly dive into this. Let's so the show. This. <laughs> so this is this is just a synopsis from Wikipedia. But you're gonna have my inter- my <laughs> interjections because I fucking lo- I want to be in the show so goddamn bad, so bad, so fucking bad. And when we did it at EPCC, every character was a different person, so it was a huge cast compared to like the six person cast they have in normal productions. So the show is set in the fictional street of an outer, outer borough in New York City. So it's, it's Alphabet City, whatever. Act one. Princeton, who is it, the character in the sweater vest. Which one? Princeton. The, fir- the second one. The orange one. The first. The Muppet Darryl? in the sweater vest. Daryl. <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> A recent college graduate is anxious to discover his purpose in life, but first he must find an apartment and a job with no work experience and an English degree. Which is the first song, What Do You Do With a B.A. in English? What do you do with a B.A. in English? What is my life going to be? Four years of college and plenty of knowledge have earned me this useless degree. I can't pay my bills yet because I have no skills yet. The world is a big scary place. It's, this isn't, I don't consider this one as much of a song as I do like a prelude to the opening song because it goes into. It's it's not an opening. That is straight up the entire song. Uh, the world is a big scary place, but somehow I just make, or I just, uh, somehow I something, the feeling I might make a difference to the human race. And under race starts the, ba, 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 and it da, starts da, the ba, opening ba, number of the opening number. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure, let me look at the cast list real quick. I'm pretty sure the guy who plays Princeton or played Princeton on Broadway is the same guy who did Johnny and the Sprites and Pinocchio in Trek. Oh, nice. I'm pretty. It's, yeah, it's John Tartaglia. Ah. I was, I was, mm-hmm, I was right. I don't recognize any of these other names off the top of my head. Okay. So usually how they, and, okay, we're about to introduce most of the characters, but usually Princeton and Rod are cast as the same person. Kate Monster and Lucy the Slow are the same person. Nikki, Trekkie Monster, Bad Idea Bear, Newcomer, and Ricky Voice are usually the same person. <laughs> Gary Coleman is one person. Christmas Eve is one person. Brian is one person. Mrs. Thistletwat, Bad Idea Bear, Ricky the Puppeteer, and the and another any other thing is the last performer. So there's literally usually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people in this show. We had like <laughs> fifteen. Jesus. Because oh then gosh. also they yeah. also the director added, which he loves, which he loved doing. He added ensemble, and that's where like our friend Emily got cast. And spoiler alert, Gary Coleman is usually played by a woman. So whoever you called her Marissa, Melissa, that's Gary Coleman <laughs> from TV's Different Strokes. <laughs> that's Gary Coleman. <laughs> I am in shame. <laughs> that's who our friend Emily thought she was going to get cast as because she was the only black person who auditioned. And they just blackfaced our friend Tony instead. Mm. Uh, you know that director loved doing that shit i played an asian woman in one of his shows while our friends got literally had to spray tan to play puerto rican in one of his shows that uh, man does not there was there, man he did not, not give shows. a fuck and he does not pick shows for the cast he has for the people he has 
Like, did he expect a Japanese woman to audition? No. He doesn't know any Japanese women. No one auditioned. He ma- he called me and asked me to be in it. <sighs> That's trauma, baby. He also added a course to Next Normal, which... I was in that course of Next Normal. I had to step touch <laughs> while passing baloney while Diana's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> it's just another day of busy, busy day. The baloney passes, if you will. And you wish you could be running for. I will hide the mess away. And I'll survive another day. Just singing my own Diana part that I know from the second time I was in Next to Normal. Uh, I have a video of the baloney passing. If anyone wants to see it, shoot me a message either on my Instagram or the Grab Bag Podcast Instagram. Because it is funny. I made the girl who played Diana in that show send it to me. Poor Marilyn. She's just trying to enjoy her fucking life. And we're just in new, in, baloney in, passing in, in, her, in her delusions. <laughs> Imagine if you had like schizophrenia or, or like whatever she had. And you, and you have She's vis- a bipolar schizophrenic. Imagine you have like visual hallucinations and it's just, just people passing you baloney. It's just people constantly. living in your home. Living in your home, They're passing not- you baloney. And these people... These illusions never did anything else. They baloney pass and then they dance in one other song and then we went away till the last song. We fucked off to the last scene and then we would just moved set pieces. And we had to put the baloney back in the bag. It was awful. It's awful. Me and Megan were gonna slit our fucking wrists. <laughs> oh god damn it. Okay. Ooh. What a time. That was in like life. a summer later too. That was next summer. That was the next summer. That- <laughs> I was 16. And you were a baloney passer! I hope that's on your resume as below the passer. I, ha- I have I have next normal my resume twice. Once Diana at the very top, right? Because obviously. <laughs> but then later on, I have it as like ensemble, just waiting for someone to ask me like, there's no ensemble of next normal. And then I can be like, I know. Oh, oh contraire. <laughs> you oh, did contraire. not see the EPCC 2013 <laughs> production, obviously. Like, obviously. I just, just want to explain that to someone and have them be like, ah, oh, she's funny. We can cast her. <laughs> ah, she's funny. Ensemble as baloney she, passer. That bitch has a sense of humor and can talk. Okay, cool. All right. Anyway. Neat, 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 neat. So after what You'll do you do? You'll be known as girl. Shut the fuck up. I'm not baloney barb. So he begins his search. Princeton. Okay, so for Princeton, he's looking for an apartment and a job and a sense of purpose after graduating with a BA in English. Riley's still reeling. About baloney barb. <laughs> I've not heard that in years. Beginning his search on Avenue A, he finally finds an affordable apartment on Avenue Q. Roll credits. Roll credits. Yeah. His new neighbors are Kate Monster, a kindergarten assistant teacher, Rod, an anal retentive Republican banker, Nikki, Rod's slacker roommate, Brian, an aspiring comedian recently laid off from his day job, Christmas Eve. Brian's Japanese fiance, a therapist with no clients. Trekkie Monster, a surly recluse who surfs the internet all day and starts of porn. And Gary Coleman, the building superintendent. And debates ensue over whose life sucks most, which is the opening song, It Sucks to Be Me. Though they do conclude that Gary Coleman's life sucks more. So each character comes out and sings a little bit. So it starts... Brian comes out, and then it starts with a conversation between uh, Brian, or Princeton comes out, whatever, does his thing, disappears for a little bit. Uh, it starts with a conversation between Brian, Christmas Eve's fiance, the one of the non-puppeted characters, and Kate Monster, who is a monster, therefore she's a puppet. And they're going back and forth about, hey, Kate can't get a boyfriend, and Brian can't get a job. So uh, this part gets stuck in my head a lot. Um, or I guess not, because now I have Gary Coleman's verse in my head. Fuck me, I guess. Fuck you. But, um, oh, it sucks to be Brian and Kate to not have a job, to not have a date. It sucks to be me. 
da 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 and then everyone comes in and does things. Um, Ron and Nikki are based off of Bert and Ernie. Mm-hmm. So they're roommates. Uh, Nikki is the Ernie, is the Bert. And, no, Rod is the Bert and Nikki is the Ernie. So uh, Nikki is the, and Bert is the more nasal, yeah. mean character because he's a Republican. You know. That's one does. You know. You know, casual. Fuck you guys. Um, but they come out, uh, talking about how they get on each other's nerves um christmas eve yells down at brian from the window and they make fun of her accent (laughs) and he and he's like how many languages do you speak but he fucks up by calling her oriental yeah all right all right and everyone's like brian buddy Oh, wait, no, that's in, that's in everyone's a little bit racist, sorry. There's just, there's just so many times where they just fuck with, like, her, thank God. The racism always, almost, always centers around Christmas Eve and Gary Coleman. The two people of color in this musical. (laughs) Generally. Like, I'm not saying they don't cast black people in other parts of the musical, but I mean, Gary Coleman is supposed to be the butt of black jokes a lot in this. And Christmas Eve, the butt of every other joke. Mm Mm-hmm. Sucks to be Brian and Kate to not have a job, to not have a date. It sucks to be me. Uh, Gary Coleman comes out and, oh, Christmas Eve has a whole thing about it where she can't get any clients because she newly has a master's degree and now her husband's broke. <laughs> or now her husband doesn't have a job, so it's all on her. Uh, Gary Coleman comes out and talks about how his parents stole his money that he got from, I'm Gary Coleman from TV's Different Strokes. I made a lot of money that got stolen by my folks. Now I'm broken. I'm the butt of everyone's jokes. Now I'm here, the superintendent of New Q. It sucks to be you. You win. It sucks to be you. I feel better now. Try having people coming up to you asking, what you talking about, Willis? It gets old. It sucks to be you. And then it launches into the last chorus where they all sing together. It sucks to be you. It sucks to be me. It sucks to be you. It sucks to be you. Um... On Avenue Q, we live on Avenue Q. Our friends do too, till our dreams come true. We live on Avenue Q. Right, whatever this is. Welcome to Avenue Q. And then we actually launch into the, you know, the plot. Now that everyone's here. The plot. Now that almost everyone's here, uh, we launch into the plot. Now that the main characters are here, we launch into the plot. All right. So, Nikki, who is straight. Suspects that Rod is gay. This is probably one of the songs you do know from Avenue Q. Yeah. And assures Rod it's okay with him if he is, but Rod insists that he's not in the song If You Were Gay. Riley, mm-hmm. you do know this song. I do know the song. If you were gay, that'd be okay. I mean, cause hey, I like you anyway. Because you see, if it were me. I would feel free to say that I was gay, but I'm not gay. Well, fucking Rod's reading a sh- <laughs> Broadway musicals of the 1920s. <laughs> ah, shoes, pal Joey. Like, stupid. Like, yeah. Um, so, after that, Pin- Princeton finds a lucky penny on the street um, and longs to determine to find his life's purpose, right? And he says it's lucky and it's a sign because the penny is from the year he was born. So, literally, he starts a song with purpose. It's that little flame that lights a fire under your ass. Purpose keeps you going strong like a car with a full tank of gas. Everyone's life, everyone else has a purpose. So, what's mine? Oh, it's a penny. Huh. 
It's from the year I was born. It's a sign. I love this on purpose. I don't know how I know, but I'm going to find my purpose. Anyway. So he sings about purpose. Purpose, purpose, purpose. Yeah. Well, everyone's singing like backup. That's really the whole fucking part of that song. <laughs> it's just singing about purpose. Nice. <laughs> uh, there's a whole part at the end where uh could be near, could be far, or... God, I'm tired. Uh, uh, he sings about where they could be. So could be at a job, could be smoking grass, could be at a pottery class. Could it be? Yes, it could. Something's coming. Something good. I gotta find my purpose. Yeah. He's gonna find its purpose. Purpose, purpose, purpose. I love that. I love it. And Avenue Q is cool because it does have a storyline, but it's also very... um. They're like vignettes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Sesame Street. Yeah. To where you see different characters do different things, and you do the the letter of the day, the number of the day, but letter yeah. of the day is always done by Elmo or whatever, and number of the day is done by the count because he counts. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Whatever. So then Kate dreams of starting a Montessori school, but Monstersori? Purely for monsters? Because she's a monster. She's a furry puppet. Yeah. So the other ones are like straight puppets, meaning uh, not straight puppets. That doesn't really have a meaning. I just said that. But they're more humanistic puppets, whereas Kate Monster and like Trekkie Monster are monsters. They're furry. They're like Elmo. Yeah. In comparison to the Count, for those of you who don't can't see who don't see it in their head. The Count would be more of like a humanistic puppet, whereas Big Bird, Elmo, uh, Zoe. Yeah. uh, Grover are all monsters. So, uh, for young people of fur, god damn, it's so, it's so, yeah. uh, it's not even, I was about to say, it's so tongue-in-cheek. No, it's not. It's just blatant. If you cannot see, if you cannot see where this is drawing credits, where this is drawing inspiration from, open your motherfucking eyes. It's Go to an optometrist. Go to top optometrist, you blind bitch. Go to top optometrist. Top optometrist. Go to a pop tropicist. Go to a pop tropica, bitch. Wait, is pop tropica? Is Pop Tropica run by Flash? Yes. Flash is gone. Flash is gone? Yeah, it, ends, it ended in 2020. In 2020. Oh, I'm going to kill myself. How am I <laughs> supposed to play Cartoon Doll Emporium? <laughs> the website's been down for years. Yes, it has. <laughs> but you can still play some games on the internet. You can still find them. Well, not anymore. They don't have Flash. Oh, fuck. I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, the I'm dead. That's the whole point. That's the whole point. Bitch, I'm a ghost. Okay. <laughs> so, Princeton in- innocently. Okay, this is innocently, but in the script, it is not written innocently. It is written very, very, very um, advocate of the devil. Because I'm not saying it, because I can't say those words put together. Devil's advocate of him. Very. He's playing the... He's playing the devil's advocate. Thank you. You're trying not to say it the way I say it. The devil's advocate. Devil's advocate. Fuck it. Um, Prince, <laughs> Princeton, quote unquote, innocently, innocently. Asks, asks Kate if she and Trekkie are related since they are both monsters. Ugh. But Kate angrily pronounces his assumption racist. Princeton is taken aback, counters that Kate's monster, monster story school would discriminate against non-monsters. And they are neighbors and they agree that racism is an adult reality. 
You're a little bit racist. Well, you're a little bit too. I guess we're both a little bit racist. Admitting it is not an easy thing to do. I guess I guess it's true. Between me and you, I think everyone's a little bit racist sometimes. Uh, there's a whole part where they're like, yeah, you know, it's racism isn't just isn't our racism doesn't always have to be deciding on whether or not to hate crime someone but yeah. there are little racisms like who to buy a newspaper from or at one point princeton goes or thinking that that mexican bus boy should learn how to speak goddamn english ah! 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 it's supposed to make you uncomfortable and we're uncomfortable it's supposed to make you uncomfortable like the setup for a comedian's joke. Yes. Which is what it is. But it's also like you're like, ooh. Ew. That's not that doesn't that's not warm and comfortable. That, ooh. Ooh. Ew, ew. It is getting this a little is, warm. And this is where Brian comes out and he's like, What are you guys laughing about? Racism. That's not very funny. This is where the Oriental wife thing happens. Um, and then Christmas Eve has a whole thing about how the Jews have all the money and the white have all have, have all the power. She literally has a whole break in the song where it changes the theme of the song, like, completely. Where it just, like, stops. Not stops, but, like, the Jews have all the money and the whites have all the power. And, I, uh, and I'm always in taxi cab with driver who no shower. But this is after Gary Coleman comes in and is like, you were telling a black joke. And, and Gary Coleman makes a racist comment about someone else, some other, um... Ethnicity, some other ethnicity. I can't remember. Uh, Pollocks, Polish people. Mm. Yeah, mm. I love mm. a good Pollock joke. You're racist. I guess we're all a little bit racist. Uh, and then everyone at the end, it's like a kick line to everyone's a little bit racist. It's true, but everyone is just about as racist as you. If we all could just admit that we are racist a little bit and everyone stop being so PC, maybe we could live in harmony. Everyone's a little bit racist, but it's said by Christmas Eve in the in the very very in the Japanese heavy accent, yes. which I will not do no. because I am not Japanese and never should play a Japanese character again, as I have now done twice. twice. <laughs> Were the people in Anything Go Japanese? No, they're Chinese. Okay, but the fact... Okay, the thing is, the fact it's that Asian. I have played Two any characters. sort of character that isn't white more than once... If terrifying. I had a nickel for any time that happened, I'd have two nickels. That's, That's not a lot, lot but it's, but weird, it's weird that it happened, happened twice, twice, right? Yeah. I love Phineas and Ferb. How would Phineas wear a mask? Stop this. Sorry. Continue. No. Don't send me spiraling like that. He'd have to have especially made. <laughs> Robin would have, he'd have to wear, he'd he'd have to wear a Robin a fortune. He'd have to wear a neck gator. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he'd just have a tent on his face. <laughs> he is a tent. I hate this. He could live in <laughs> Phineas's cranium. The way he's shaped. Okay. So the next song. <laughs> let's go. The next song. Okay. Okay. Princeton receives money from his parents because he's poor and doesn't have a job. The Bad Idea Bears, two charming troublemaker bears, which were played by two people. That was their whole role in the show when I saw it, in the show when we did it. They're in three scenes. 
three scenes, convince him to spend it on beer. You know, instead of rent. Kindergarten teacher, Mrs. Thistle Twat, which I never got that her name was Twat, by the way, when I was 15. I didn't. I don't, I, it's because her name was Thistle Twat. And yeah. it was said really fast. And I never, like, read the script because I never. Well, yeah. I, was, I wasn't in it. Yeah, so you never you got, you didn't you didn't get it the just joke. went right over my head because I was I was also fifteen. So she assigns Kate to teach the next morning's kindergarten class, her first solo teaching opportunity. So Kate is like an assistant teacher or teacher, I guess. In I want to say like in college, but she's not. It's never said she's in college, but kind of like a TA. But yeah, I, she's like a TA, really but for she is like a TA because later she grades term papers for kindergarten. They're very short, like. It's, yeah, it, the whole joke is that she's a TA. Uh, she decides that her lesson will be about the internet and all its educational attributes. But Trekkie Monster and the neighbors, the male neighbors, the male neighbors, the male neighbors, explain another reality of adulthood. Many adults, even quote-unquote normal people, use it to find pornography. And this is the song, The Internet is for Porn. This is the song they changed to My Social Media, My Social Life is Online. The lyrics are literally Kate Monster singing a part of a verse and then Trekkie interrupting her. So it's literally, you've heard the song, right, Riley? Yeah. Okay. So for those of you, for those of you at home, the internet is really, really great for porn. She stops. She looks around. She's like, what the fuck? Cause he's like in his window. Cause he doesn't leave his apartment generally. I've got a fast connection. So I don't have to wait for porn. There's always some new site for porn. You can browse all day and night for porn. It's like I'm spear it's like I'm surfing at the speed of light for porn. Trekkie. The internet is for porn. Trekkie. The internet is for porn. Ah. Uh, why you think the net was born? Porn, porn, porn. And at the end, all the male neighbors come out, Rod, Nikki, Princeton, um, and Brian. And they all sing it as a chorus. Because she's, uh, or before that, uh, during the bridge, she stops him and she's like, Chucky, normal people do not look at porn on the internet. And he's like, all right, yeah, all right, ready, normal people. And they all come out of the doors like, ready, ready, ready. The internet is for porn. Sorry, Kate. The internet is for porn. I masturbate. Me up all night honking me horn to porn, porn, porn. Honking me horn to honking porn. Honking me horn. But honking it's literally me, me up all night honking me horn to porn, porn, porn. <laughs> all I can imagine is that motherfucker in a trash can from Sesame Street singing Grouch, that. Grouch, Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> Oscar the Grouch is a porn addict. <laughs> Good Christ. Honestly, I don't even know which Muppet he's based off of, so that's probably your the best guess. That's probably <laughs> the most accurate. They just made it the crap the trash goblin they just gave him a window. Um and literally Kate interrupts and she's like, Brian, I know that you use the internet to do this. Gary, I see you selling all your furniture on eBay. And Princeton, you use the internet to send me that lovely birthday card. Yeah. What do you think they do after? Ew. And then they launched into the chorus again. I want to be in this fucking show. <laughs> I want to be in this fucking show. I would I would really only want to play Lucy the Slut. But I'll play. If they're doing like, <laughs> you have to play both. Kate Monster and Lucy the Slut. Kate Monster is a great role. Yeah. It's just hard. <laughs> it's just harder. Lucy the Slut's easy because she's all down in my alto range. Yeah. Which means the roles put together is a very difficult role because Lucy the Slut is sings low and Kate Monster sings high. Whatever you have to 
then you have to. So whatever, it's all right. We'll have tonight. I literally spent my whole work shift warming up because I thought I was going to be singing a much harder musical on the show. I thought we were going to do Parade. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Parade. So the next vignette is Princeton gives Kate a mixtape. This song funded and fueled my high school idealization of romantic of romanticism of, of being in a romantic relationship. Of course. Because it's hyper realistic but hyper it's it's still be gi- being given a mixtape yeah 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 so uh his song selections are puzzling making her wonder what the message he is trying to send but eventually she decides that he must like her mm-hmm. so let me see if i can find a list of the songs in mixtape let me just look up the lyrics for mixtape because uh a mixtape he made a mixtape he literally comes over to use her bathroom because he clogged his toilet with turbo shit and that's how he gives her the mixtape. He's like, uh, I brought you this, but also can you use your bathroom? And that's when she's like monologuing while he's taking a fat shit in her bathroom. <laughs> turbo um, shit. Turbo shit. A mixtape. He made a mixtape. He was thinking of me, which shows he cares. Sometimes if someone has a crush on you, they'll make you a mixtape to give you a clue. Let's see. Oh, now I can name them all because I went through the song. But I did a thing at Riley while singing that. When I was in this show, or when yeah. I was around the show, I would walk, rehearsals would be after school. And since I lived on the other side of town, I would just stay at the college and yeah. just not eat dinner. I just didn't eat. Like, how did I do that? How did I, I, mean, I do it now. But, like, how did I do that in high school where I was at school all day and then just didn't eat and was at rehearsal till 10 o'clock at night? What the fuck was wrong with me in high school? I don't know. God, good Christ. Okay. Trauma, babes. So this is where I met our friend Doris. And Doris is super, super talented, and I love her dearly. She also played the lead in Spring Awakening. Um, But she played Kate Monster, and I would always sit in there and just read while waiting for my rehearsal because the rehearsals would go one right after the other after the other. So Avenue Q would be from, like, 5 to 6.30 with Spring Awakening from 7 to 8.39. Yeah, yeah, something something like that. that. And they never switched. So we never did Spring Awakening first. It was always Avenue Q first. And... I was so scared because I was 15 and I was like, one day I just went up to the director like <laughs> the first end of the first week of rehearsals because I had just been sitting outside just yeah. reading by myself. I went up to the director. I was like, can I like read in the theater while y'all are rehearsing since I'm here? And he was like, yeah, it'd be great for you to see it because I was 15. I was yeah. 15. And this is when he was still really interested in teaching me. <laughs> that 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 was gone by the next summer. But yes. he was still really interested in teaching me at that point. So he was like, yeah, come sit in because it was all the college students. Yes. I was the youngest in any of the shows. And I was the only high schooler in any of the shows. Everyone else yeah. was either in college or gra- graduated. Because a bunch of my friends who had already graduated college were also in it. Yes. Which is how I got to audition because my friends were auditioning. And I love Spring Awakening. Our friend Jim uh, told me that I wasn't allowed to listen to Spring Awakening. And there was one time where I was humming along during a show we were in. During Cinderella for Riley. During yeah. Cinderella and Hugo, I guess, because Hugo knows when Cinderella was. And Jim and I were also both in Cinderella. I was humming along. And Jim looks at me and they go... What are you listening to? And they had already told me I wasn't allowed to listen to Spring Awakening. Did you lie to them? I did. And I had my iPod Nano. Or not Nano. Uh, Shuffle? Shuffle. Shuffle. My iPod Shuffle. Shuffle, which has a screen. And I was on my iPod 24-7. 24-7. I could work that thing like ain't nobody without looking at it. So while he, while they, um, 
were grabbing the earbud from me, I skipped to the next song and moved to the middle of it. <gasps> which was like a, G. like a G. Which was Promises in the Dark by Pat Benatar, which they had never heard before. <gasps> really? Yeah, Jim had never heard Promises in the Dark by Pat Benatar. Which is, I, I skipped to the, like, um, opera section of that. But they were like, oh, okay, sure, sure, sure. I had been listening to Totally Fucked from Spring Week. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally humming along to like, Sorry, Jim. I've never told them. I don't. I doubt they remember. I doubt they remember. But, that was, but, that was but also, that's so funny. Of my sneakery of my just I'm a fucking genius stuck, stuck in your brain like, like gum. How the fuck, did I get away with that? It's stuck in your brain like gum. Yeah, because I, I shouldn't have gotten away with that. It no, have it shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have worked. But it did. But it did. Anyway, or they let so, or they let you get away or with they it. Let me get away with it. Which I was twelve, thirteen ish. This was two years before the other yeah. shit. So, whatever. Also, I love Strong Awakening. Okay, so let's see. Huh, Princeton, he likes me. I think he likes me. We did but this already, Rachel. Like me? No, I sing the second verse. But does he like me, like me, like I like him? Will we be friends or something more? I think he's interested, but I'm not sure. Ding dong! Come in! Hiya, Kate! Princeton, hi! Hey, listen, I was going through my CDs yesterday, and I kept coming across songs I thought you'd like, so I made you a mixtape. Oh, that's so sweet! Can I get you a drink or a snack? Actually, do you mind if I use your bathroom? Go right ahead. Oh, thank you. A mixtape! He made a mixtape! Anyway, I want to be came out so bad. Okay, so this is... They'll make you a mixtape! Anyway, the story I was telling was when our friend Doris would sing this song, the, uh... Sometimes when so- sometimes when someone has a crush on you, she would always point at me because I loved watching Doris sing. So I would yeah. always watch Doris sing this part. Or I'd always pick my head up from my book to watch Doris sing this. Yeah. And she would always point the puppet at me Aww. in the same way. Just has a crush on you. They'll make you a mixtape to give you a clue. Let's see. You've got a friend. The theme from Friends. That's what friends are for. Oh. Oh, or shit. Oh, but look, a whole new world. Kiss the girl, my shitty amour. Oh, Princeton, he does like me. I am the walrus. Fat-bottomed girl. Yellow submarine. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. So the songs are, you've got a friend. The theme from Friends. Yes. That's what Friends are for. A whole new world. Kiss the girl. My show to you more. I am the walrus. I am the what? I am the walrus. I'm the walrus. I'm the walrus. I'm the walrus. I am the walrus and fat bottom girls. Uh, and yellow submarine. So then Princeton comes out. Hey, Kate, you might not want to go in there for a while. <laughs> fat shit. Torpedo shit in her. In her toilet. Aw, oh, Princeton, thank you for this mixtape. I was just looking at side A. Great songs. Oh, well, did you get side B yet? No, not yet. Oh, it's great. Check it out. Yeah, right here. Stuck on you. Love me do. My heart will go on. Oh, I love Titanic. Uh, it was all right. She's got away. Yesterday. Good night, Saigon. From the Russian concert. That is from Miss Saigon. Oh, my God. Oh, great. And she didn't get it. Through the... Uh, oh. Good night, Saigon, from the Russian concert. Oh, great. Uh, Through the years, the theme from Cheers, moving right along. Nice tape. 
Oh, there's one more. I have to say I love you in a song. Riley's eyes just flicked. Princeton, that's so sweet. I've never gotten such a nice present from a guy. Oh, well, I'm glad you like it. But I have to go now. I'm gonna make everyone for Bri I'm gonna make one for Brian and Christmas Eve and Gary and Nikki and Rod and Trekkie Monster and everyone. Oh. Oh, and uh, yes? What are you doing tonight? Grading term papers. But it's kindergarten, so they're very short. Everyone's going to hear the singer at the round the clock cafe. Do you want to go with me? Like a date? Sure, a date. It'd be a blast. I'd love to come. Alright, we'll see you then. Okay. Okay, bye. Bye. He likes me. Aww. No, he doesn't. Oh no! no, he doesn't. No! The whole, the whole, like a date? Sure, I guess. That's a boy saying, eh. <laughs> Everyone else is going. I Let's guess. If we go together, literally the entire apartment complex is going. Every character in this fucking show is going. All seven of us. All seven of us are going. And you'll disappear for a song to be reincarnated as Lucy the Slut. <laughs> Rachel's not having a time. I fucking love this show, but god damn it, Kate. That's why I'm saying this song was, it's me. Because a, a friend who I never have got a crush on will be like, yeah, you want to go to this thing? And it's just us. I'm like, oh shit, they like me. No, they don't, fuck ass. You've just listened to Mixtape from Avenue Q too many times. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, Saigon, from the Russia concert. Okay, cool. <laughs> anyway, so sure enough, he invites her to a date at the Round O'Clock Cafe. Brian is the cafe's MC for the night, and he does sta a raunchy stand-up act. Quote-unquote raunchy stand-up act where he sings this, like, eh, minute-and-a-half song called I Am Not Wearing Underwear Today. Or it's just, I am not wearing underwear today. I'm not wearing underwear today. Whatever. It's, like, three more lines, and then it's done. He then introduces Lucy the Slut, a skanky chartreuse. What? Chantouse? What the fuck? Speak. Chantouse. What is a chanteuse? Chanteuse. A shanky, a skanky chanteuse. Look up. Female singer of popular songs, especially in a nightclub. That word is too expensive for this Wikipedia article. <laughs> this is Avenue Q. This is Avenue Q. What the Just fuck? say lounge singer. Just say lounge singer. <laughs> Just say she was in Girls Gone Wild number one, three, and five. Okay? That's how he introduces her. God. Who wows the guys, especially Princeton, with a seductive cabaret number special. Which I tend to sing, I realize when listening to it, I tend to sing special like two steps down. Of course. Because you Cause, whip out your yeah. musical dick. I whip out right. my musical dick. And if I was ever in Avenue Q as the two of them, I would be like, can I sing? Can we modulate it two steps down since no one else sings in this fucking song? And it's more impressive and it's a bigger character switch. And everyone would be like, shut the fuck up, Rachel. No. <laughs> I want to be like, God damn it, Rachel. Yes. Because it's literally, it's, I can make you feel special when it sucks to be you. Let me make you feel special for an hour or two. Right? How much mm -hmm. nicer would that sound? I can make you feel special when it sucks to be you. Burner, let me make you feel. Isn't that just like special yeah. for an hour or two? 
life's a routine that repeats each day. Yeah. Ah! Oh, I want to play Lucy Slut so bad. Yeah. No one cares who you are or what you say. And sometimes you feel like you're nobody. Well, you can feel like somebody with me. And then she, like, shimmies around for a bit. Fun fact, the girl who played this original role, I have no idea who it was supposed to be because she, oh, I vaguely remember, she l- got kicked out of the show in the middle of a rehearsal and they made her hand back her puppet. And there, like, the director was sitting, like, two rows behind me and I heard all of it. And I was literally, I had been watching the show at this point, so I was like, maybe they'll let me be Lucy the Slut. They would never let a 15-year-old be Lucy the Slut, no. Rachel, you stupid shit. Oh, my God. You had braces. <laughs> But so my friend Marilyn, who ended up playing Diana in Next to Normal, who gave me the baloning passing video, it's all coming together. Uh, it's all coming together. That's it. coming together for everyone who wasn't there. Call, ended up playing Lucy the Slut. And she's so, she's so good. She's so good. Marilyn's so fucking talented. Anyway. But. Because uh, yes. then she has a big belty part at the end. When we're together, the earth will shake and the stars will fall into the sea. So come That's where that song on, is baby, from. let down your guard. When your date's in the bathroom, I'll slip you my card. Because that's where Kate Monster is. She goes to the bathroom right before Lucy the Slut sings. Because she's played by the same actors. I can tell just by looking that you've got it hard for me. But down two steps would be much easier for me. <laughs> for me. Way more comfortable. And... Uh, way more lounge singer Let's be fucking real. For me, bum bum. For me, bum bum. For me, bum bum. For me, bum bum. I can tell just by looking that you are especially... I did not breathe. Let's try it again breathing. I can tell just by looking that you are especially hard for me. Like, ah! That's the entire song. I sang the entire song. I'm singing, like, all these songs on this fucking podcast. I am so sorry. <laughs> You're editing. I'm, I I mean, I don't give a shit. I'm, I'm sorry for people listening. Oh, that's They're fair. like, wow, I didn't realize I bought a ticket to see Avenue Q. <laughs> One woman production of Avenue Q. Don't fucking tempt me. <laughs> anyway, so the Bad Idea Bears suggests that Kate and Princer, Princeton order some, quote, unquote, harmless Long Island iced teas. And once Kate is totally inebriated, Princeton takes her home and to bed. Do you know how much alcohol is in a Long Island iced tea, Riley? A lot. Yeah. So I just clicked on the link. Uh, Let me read you what's in a Long Island iced tea. Typically made with vodka, tequila, light rum, triple sec, gin, and a splash of cola. Which gives it the same amber hue as iced tea. So It is not iced tea in the slightest other than the color. No. Um... You drank this after a show once. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like Applebee's. Yeah. Long Island iced teas are <laughs> not for the weak of heart. And they no. taste like shit. By the way, if anyone tells they're you they're huge. Long- yeah, they are huge. They're usually served huge. Um, yeah. A popular version mixes equal parts vodka, gin, tequila, rum, triple sec, and one and a half parts of sour mix with a splash of cola. Lastly, it's decorated with a lemon and slaw after stirring at the bar. Yeah. It is a lot. And it's approximately 22% alcohol. Jesus. That's a lot of fucking alcohol. That's a lot of alcohol. Yeah, no. If And so she drinks like four of those because it's called a Long Island iced tea. 
Mm-hmm. She assumes it's iced tea. <laughs> Just shitty iced tea? Yeah. She's, but she gets fucking wasted. And literally the bad idea bears are like, take her home. She's wasted. Yay! Because that's all the, the bad yeah. idea bears are like, spend your money on beer. Like, that's what they do the entire time. Yeah. It's just, here's a shitty suggestion. Yay! And Princeton always takes it because he's a fucking moron. Yeah. Princeton's an idiot. He's he has tw- an English degree. He's like 20. He's 22. He's an idiot. Yeah. Princeton's an idiot. Homeboy just got drinking ability. Homeboy's stupid, okay? So, Kate and Princeton have loud, enthusiastic, high decibel sex, while Gary fields angry calls from other tenants but refuses to intercede. This is the song... You can be as loud as the hell you want. This is one of the songs that are cut because the full name of that song is you can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love. Yeah. Yep. And the whole course is you can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love. When you're making love. The background is done by the bad idea bears. Of course. You can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love, 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 love. You're going to sing the entire song again? No, because I don't know this one very well, actually. Wow. You're not allowed to be loud at the library, at the art museum, or out of play, out of play. But when you and your partner are doing the nasty, don't be acting like you're at the ballet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they would make that high school appropriate at all. So, good. Okay, cut. Bye. <laughs> all right, bye. So, they both have really drunk sex. Wait, um, what do they do in the high school version? They don't. They just cut the song. In, this, this in, is- in the part of the plot? Oh, they warn against alcohol. That's what oh. the bad idea bears do during. Yeah, they warn against alcohol. They're like, look okay. how drunk she is. Don't be like that. That's dumb. dumb. The high school version <laughs> sounds dumb as fuck. Sorry, continue. Like they're like it. Uh, it sounds like doing a high school version of Spring Awakening without the rape, abortion, or murder, <laughs> or suicide. Hey, fuck ass. That's the point. That's the whole plot. It's supposed to make you uncomfortable, which is why high school schoolers shouldn't do it. Like, I think high schoolers should be exposed to it, but there's, you know, parents get really fucky about yes. shit. Yes. And, um, I don't think they should do it. Our mother. But our mother. Since Spring Awakening. There's a song called Touch Me, which is literally everyone in the Broadway. It's everyone feeling themselves up because it's about like masturbation and it's about the two main male characters learning about genitalia their own and female genitalia um and while the rest of the cast sings underneath it uh and most of the song is oh my god oh yeah 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 i'm not making eye contact with the i started doing it, it felt uncomfortable oh my god oh oh yeah 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 touch me touch me In my head, I'm singing like Lily Cooper. Because <laughs> that's who I can always hear during that song, during that part. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is uh, the other boys in the show just singing like solos about masturbation. When I was in the show when I was 15. Because <laughs> that's the show. I wasn't in Avenue Q. I was in that show. <laughs> um, they literally brought in another 15-year-old to be in the chorus to be with me in that song. One of the other person's younger brothers. So it's like it wasn't like yeah, it was yeah, just yeah, a yeah. random 15-year-old. They are like, hey, kid, you want to be in a show about abortion? Uh, but about suicide, <laughs> about rape. Ooh. Um, ooh, that's that's just act one. Uh no, just kidding. Uh, but so in the choreography we ended up doing, it was we were partnered, mm-hmm. but the girl's hand was always touching themselves with the boy hand over their hand. Yeah. So like my titties were touched, but by me. Yeah. 
with Lalo's hand over my hand. <laughs> okay. Like, it didn't matter. Like, yeah, I, no. I, I didn't care. I was just like, all right, whatever. Because it was my hand. Yeah. Who cares? My mother on the drive home. <laughs> she will never forgive me. <laughs> I've been in that show twice. She saw the disappointment. She saw it both times. Um, the first hint of disappointment in her eyes was starting to sprout. It's, it's just starting to grow. No, oh, I, that was already by the time I had my emo phase. We had a fully proud plant. We had a fully like produced disappointment tree at that point. These were just the fruit. This is just the fruit of the. Disappointment I think it's tree. a weed. I think disappointment is a weed. But it's one of the weeds that grow into a tree, like the one in our na- in our <laughs> driveway. We have a the, the, in the in the in the neighborhood driveway. Really? Yeah, I'll show you tomorrow. Okay. Anyway, so it's just like. <laughs> She, she was driving us home, and while she was on the highest part of our freeway in town, she literally goes, I could drive us off this right now and not even care. Excuse me, woman? <laughs> she was like, that show left me so fucking depressed, and you got felt up on stage, and you're 15. <laughs> and I was like, cool, murder suey isn't the answer. <laughs> that has never left me. Just the death in her eyes and going, I could just drive off this cliff right now. I could just drive this off. I could drive off this right now, and I would not care. It was. It's the addition of, and I would not care. That gets me. <laughs> I was home alone at this point. No, no, you were at. You were with a friend. You were. At, you were having a sleepover. Oh, because yeah. Riley wasn't allowed to see. Either no, of the I shows. wasn't allowed to see anything. Okay. I was what? If you were fifteen, I was ten. Yeah, Riley wasn't allowed to see either of these shows. I made my mom come see Avenue Q because I thought it was really funny. Anyway, so meanwhile, Rod hears Nikki say, "I love you, Rod." In his sleep. And is ecstatic. But eventually realizes it was he who was dreaming. Aww. So obviously, Nikki, of course, or Rod is gay. And he has a crush on Nikki. Aww. Kate and Princeton profess their mutual love. And Princeton gives Kate his lucky penny. Aww. And the song Fantasies Come True, which I think they cut in a lot of versions because I don't know it. At all. I don't know the song fucking at all. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I think he they either cut it in our production or they cut it in a lot of productions because I don't know this fucking song. Mm-hmm. The next morning, uh, hungover Kate oversleeps and misses her teaching assignment. <gasps> no. Mrs. Thistle Twat berates her and Kate angrily quits her job before she can be fired. <gasps> Christmas Eve decides unilater- unilaterally, I hate that word, unilaterally, that it is time she and Brian were married. Okay. At With the no wedding. Money. All right. Yeah. They're like, no, what? You know what? You don't have a job, but I have a master's degree in psychology and no clients and for my therapy business. Um, at the wedding, Nikki blurts out his suspicion that Rod is gay. Rod is fucking furious and insists he has a girlfriend named Alberta in Vancouver. And this is the song, My Girlfriend Who Lives in Canada, and tells Nikki that he is no longer welcome in their apartment. The song, My Girlfriend Who Lives in Canada, was sung by our friend Alan, who played Rod. And it was the fucking best because my girlfriend who lives in Canada is, oh, I wish you could meet my girlfriend. My girlfriend who lives in Canada. She couldn't be sweeter. I miss, I wish you could meet her. My girlfriend who lives in Canada. Her name is Alberta. She lives in Vancouver. She cooks like my mother and sucks like a Hoover. <laughs> I email her every single day just to make sure that everything's okay. It's a pity she lives so far away in Canada. Last week she was here, but she had the flu. It's too bad because I wanted to introduce her to you. It's so sad. There wasn't a thing she, that she could do but stay in bed with her legs up over her head. Oh, I wish you could meet my girlfriend but you can't because she is in canada her name is vancouver she lives in alberta fuck her name is alberta she lives in vancouver she <laughs> she's my girlfriend my wonderful girlfriend yes i have a girlfriend who lives in canada and i can't wait to eat her pussy again 
that is the song. And they also cut that version, that song completely from the high school version. I wonder why. <laughs> that was the entire song. I know. Way. I know. And that was a little sped up. A little. It's usually her name is Alberta. She lives in Vancouver. She cooks like my mother and sucks like a Hoover. <laughs> I email her every single day just to make sure that everything's okay. Alan could kick my ass. I miss him. I miss Alan. All right. So then Kate catches the bouquet mm-hmm. when Christmas Eve throws it. Princeton panics. Yeah. Confesses a fear of commitment and asks Kate if they can just be friends. You gave her the lucky you penny. <laughs> you fucking bitch. You gave her the lucky penny. Kate retorts that she already has plenty of friends and breaks off the relationship. <gasps> this is the end of act one and it is a song. There's a fine line. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that song. Line between a fairy tale and a lie. And there's a fine, fine line between your wonderful and goodbye. I guess if someone doesn't love you back, it isn't such a crime. But there's a fine, fine line between love and a waste of time. I love this stupid fucking musical. That song is so, so fucking good. Yeah, so good. And it's in this dumb comedy musical. It's... All right, all right, all right. Act two. Act two. (laughs) (sighs) Like you're geared up for war. (laughs) A despondent Princeton has been holed up in his apartment after breaking up with Kate, but is coaxed out by his neighbors in the song, There is Life Outside Your Apartment. There is life outside your apartment. I know it's hard to conceive, but there is life outside your apartment. All you have to do is leave. All right, and they go touring around New York, and they run into who else but Lucy the Slut. Lucy is looking for a place to crash and seduces the rebounding Princeton. Kate is angry, but Christmas Eve explains that she would not be angry if she were not in love with him. Okay. And this is the song, The More You Love Someone. But because it is sung by Christmas Eve and they just had to make it very racist, the song, even in the title, is The More You Rove Someone. Because she use it, they use they the R L switch for the yeah. accent. So the song is literally, the more you rove someone, the more you want to kill them. The more you love someone, the more you want them dead. Uh... If you're wondering at this point, no, he did not hire a Japanese actress for this show either. (laughs) Although she is now a teacher who speaks Japanese. Oh, okay. It's a very odd shift because she wasn't a singer and she was, she was an actor. Lexi was, was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my whole fucking life. Just by the way, uh, great actress. I love her dearly. She's so, she's so nice and she's so fun. And she, she went and taught in either Korea or Japan for two years, learned it, and now comes back and is now back in online teaches uh, English yeah. to Japanese or Korean students. I can't remember which one. Sorry, guys. Um, but because she speaks but a still, lot of that's... that language, too. So if they have questions, she can answer them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Without having to, like, cry about it. Like, she's, yeah. she's, oh, she's so fucking, she's, and she has, like, a teach, she has, like, a teacher account, and she speaks either Korean or Japanese on that account, and it's so lovely to hear yeah it's so nice and i'm like fuck yeah fuck yeah fuck yeah it's a it's a weird it's a weird period to that story to her yeah. being in the show um so then kate 
after the more you love someone they sing it it's a duet by the end it's very it's very nice um but the entire time uh christmas eve describing how much she wants to brutally kill her husband brutally maim him yep and kirsten's and uh, kate's like all right uh okay mm, okay <laughs> sure uh, uh, okay, okay i get it now so kate writes a note to princeton suggesting that they rendezvous at the empire state building and leaves it with lucy who promptly destroys it oh the next vignette is a homeless nikki because remember rod kicked him out yeah after outing him or saying whatever uh almost nikki laments his fate to gary who confesses that he is deriving pleasure from nikki's misfortune the song chardonfoya chardonfoya is uh people feeling pleasure in, in another's pain and this song is so fucking funny yes uh um how does it start i'm gonna pause the podcast for a second right now you are down and out and feeling kind of crappy when I see how sad you are, it sort of makes me happy, happy. Sorry, Nikki, human nature, nothing I can do. It's shutting for you. So they talk about uh, things that make people happy, like, um, or shitty things that make you happy. So exes getting STDs, straight A students getting Ds. Um... Did you ever clap when a waitress falls and drops a plate of glasses? Or ain't it fun to watch figure skaters falling on their asses? Don't you feel all warm and cozy watching people out in the rain? It's shining for ya, people taking pleasure in your pain. Or uh, I can't remember the setup in the song, but it's like not holding the elevator when someone says hold the yeah. door. Yeah. Shining for ya. Fuck you, lady. That's what stairs are for. <laughs> and eventually Nikki joins in and he's like, wow, I kind of feel better. But also I'm homeless. You see, my thing is like watching children fall because they don't know how to. Because pri- <laughs> <laughs> they don't know how to prioritize their face. That's so fucking. <laughs> they don't know how to prioritize their face. That's exactly what it is. So they just fall face first <laughs> and then they cry. <laughs> It's and that, I'm just like, oh, wait. Oh, God. It's that viral YouTube video from forever ago. The, go! <laughs> the little girl with the, the huge with fucking the huge dog, dog. And she goes, go! And the dog takes off while she's holding Lisa. And she just lands flat on her face when the dog tugs her. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's that grandma, too. It's a grandma one where... Oh, God. What am I trying to describe? That's <laughs> a good question. I, oh, okay. It's also with another big dog. And oh. she gets <laughs> yoinked. <laughs> and she's like a walker. No. no. <laughs> Shot him for ya. There's a key change in that song, too. Shouting for ya. The world need people like you and me who've been knocked around by fate. Because when people see us, they don't want to be us. And that makes them feel great. We provide a vital service to society. You and me. Shouting for ya. Dan- There's a Daniel Sloth bit. A Daniel Sloss bit. <laughs> you got it. I got it before you can make fun of me for it. Excuse the fuck of you. Oh, she put me off. <laughs> Big talk. But she's like, but he's like, um, yeah, my favorite thing to imagine is it's a kid's birthday and he's running home to share his birthday oh, cake yeah. with his baby sister who got sick that day. So he, he's holding, he's holding ice a- cream, a balloon and he's, and he, and, and I just trip him. Yep. 
and he doesn't know whether to, to let go of the balloon. The balloon or the ice cream, so he ends up losing both. Yeah, and then also hitting his face on and the ground. Hitting his face on the ground. <laughs> yeah. okay. It's my favorite bit. I love I love that man. <laughs> All right, so here we go. After Schadenfreude, which is a German word. Fitting. Yeah. Yeah. Nikki goes, Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, on the Empire State Building, Kate is waiting for no, Princeton. Princeton. And she thinks Princeton has stood her up. Oh. So she throws his lucky penny away. The <gasps> thing is, you can't throw things off the Empire State Building because they become missiles. They become bullets. Because it's so high. It's so high. A hundred stories below, Lucy, walking by on Fifth Avenue, is knocked unconscious by the penny. Kate and Princeton then unsuccessfully try to work out their problems over Lucy's unconscious comatose body wait how how does because the actress that plays kate and lucy are the same person she just drops a puppet oh well (laughs) she's comatose on the ground (laughs) sorry my brain just didn't work at all so then nikki tries to apologize to rod but rod is too proud to accept nikki's apologies despite clearly missing him and tearfully consults christmas eve princeton kate and nikki dream of returning the happier times in the song i wish i could go back to college Aww. Which is the only reason I have not gone back to college is this fucking song. Oh, nice. Because, like, I wish I could just drop a class or get into a play or change my major or fuck my TA. I need an academic advisor to point the way. We could be sitting in the computer lab 4 a.m. before the final paper is due. Cursing the world because we didn't start sooner, but seeing the rest of the class there too. I wish I could go. And they all sing different parts. And then uh, Princeton sadly goes, I wish I had taken more pictures. Which is the reason I take a lot of pictures. Then Nikki, but if I were to go back to college, think what a loser I'd be. I'd sit in the quad and I'd think, oh my God. These kids are so much younger than me. I just sang a harmony with no fucking melody. I just sang the Kate Monster harmony with no goddamn melody. (laughs) But yeah, so they describe like why they want to go back to college and how it's like how life was just better. And life is actually, you know, pretty sweet when you're in college. Unless you're really... It can be pretty cool. It can be critical, pretty cool. You know what It's cooler be, than my life is currently. So. You know what would be cool if I, if I could go to college? If you could go to college, go to college. Well, you know, if there wasn't a mis... mis if there wasn't, wasn't a, a pandemic around, uh, I would love a, to go... I would love to be in college. But currently, I am so sad. <laughs> if we weren't in a pandul, say you could go to college. If I wasn't in a... If I wasn't in a pants, I would go. <laughs> Cassandra said Pandul say about pandemic the other day, and I just laughed. I laughed for like 10 minutes. Oh, God. No, it's funny when I said it, but still. All right. So. If we weren't in a pantaloon. If we weren't in a pantaloon. <laughs> okay. God damn it. God damn it. Princeton. <laughs> can do this for a while. Okay. So Princeton gives a still homeless and pan- panhandling Nikki a quarter and marvels at how good it feels. Since thinking only about himself has gotten him nowhere, he decides to raise the money to build Kate's Montessori school. Not get Nikki a home. <laughs> okay, so the thing is, he starts out this song where it's like, um, it's Nikki asking for money. So it's like, do you have a quarter? Do you have a dollar? Whatever. And then halfway through, he's like, oh no, we should build Kate's Montessori school. And he's like, I'm fucking homeless. And he's like, but think about how good you'll feel when we raise money for the Montessori school. 
Wow. Yep. Uh, he solicits everyone, and then they break the fourth wall, go out into the audience, and ask the audience for money. Does the audience give money? Generally, yes. And on Broadway, all the all the money went to uh, Broadway Cares the AIDS oh, nice. fight. Nice. Whereas in the EPCC version, it went to the cast for drinks after the show. <laughs> we love charity. I am literally about to pause this and show Riley this song. Oh, no. Because uh, there's one part where Gary Coleman's like, <sighs> he threatens the puppets. So he's like, put a dollar in and no puppets will get fucking hurt. So I'm gonna pause this. Pause. Go listen. Go listen to the money song from Avenue Q. It's funny as fuck, and I'm I'm not ex- explaining it well. <laughs> money song. Money song. Riley had Riley hasn't really listened to Avenue Q beyond like the songs everyone knows. Like if you were gay and fine fine line. Well, you kind of know fine fine line from what I sung on TikTok. What? No. That's and special. special. Well, yeah. Okay. I've known fine fine line okay. before then because you would sing it constantly. constantly. So, yeah. So. Princeton, uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So they all panhandle the audience, everyone but Trekkie. And then Trekkie, at the end of the song, after the song ends, opens his windows. And he's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And they're like, we're making a monster school. And Trekkie goes, a school? For monsters? School for monsters. School for tiny little monsters. Win me little, going to school. Other children think me no cool. Poking and pulling at me fur. And apparently he had invested in a lot of money in internet porn. And so he's like a multi-trillionaire and gives them all the money they need to start the monster school. And this motherfucker lives in Avenue Q. Um, donates $10 million and explains to the astonished cast in volatile market only stable investment is porn. I'm gonna play you that song. Wait, okay, pause. God damn it. While I was jamming to that reprise, Riley had the fucking goddamn audacity to call me Jeffrey Dahmer. She's getting Jeffrey Dahmer hair length and she had the and circle the glasses. glasses. And Riley hit her fucking open mouth so hard it made a <laughs> sound. So oh, that Ow. registered. Okay. All right. Well. All right. So we're almost we're almost to the end. This episode's gonna be like two hours long. <laughs> the musical episodes typically are. Yeah. Sorry. I, I'm just so excited. So I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Anyway. So they give the money to Kate, and Kate's like, <laughs> right. Always. So Kate joyfully opens her new school. Brian lands a consulting job. Christmas Eve finally has a paying client. Rod. <laughs> So the newlyweds move out to a better neighborhood, Christmas Eve and Brian. Yeah. Rod finally comes out to no one's surprise and takes Nikki back in as a roommate. Nikki finds Rod a boyfriend, Ricky, a muscle-bound hunk who otherwise looks and sounds exactly like Nikki. Nikki. In our production, we just got the same puppet twice. (laughs) And Nikki was controlled. And Nikki was controlled by two people the entire show until then, where he was then the other puppeteer who wasn't the speaking voice controlled Ricky. This is awful. This is awfully funny. That's funny. Yeah, I've been trying to convince Riley to submit to direct this, (laughs) and she doesn't think they would let her do it. (laughs) Zaid, if you're listening, Riley wants to do this for side dish. (laughs) No, 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 no. Oh my god, no! I said it would be a good idea for side dish. You absolutely oh, fuck. What? I didn't realize how the bad idea bears ended. 
I forgot about their storyline completely. Yeah. The bad idea bears discover Scientology. <laughs> the bad idea bears become Tom Cruise casually. <laughs> no, they convert Tom Cruise. They be- they become Scientologists. They discover it. They don't. Oh, they don't make I thought it. they Scientology's been around since the sixties. I'm an idiot. Lucy, recovered from her head injury, becomes a born again Christian. And takes a vow of chastity. Of course. Yep. <laughs> Kate and Princeton agree to give their relationship another go. There's a fine, fine line reprise, which is just fine, fine line, but sung by both. A new college graduate inquires about a vacancy in the building. What do you do with a BA in English reprise? Yeah. And Princeton has an epiphany. Maybe his purpose is to put everything he has learned into a Broadway musical. Everybody, especially the new guy, immediately ridicules him. The cast reminds Princeton that in the real world, many people never find their purpose, but life goes on and everything, good or bad, is only for now. Which I love this song because I will literally go, it's only for now, for now, it's only for now, for now, at everything. So I'm going to pause this podcast and go listen, make Riley listen to oh For Now. Oh my God. It's not very funny, but it is, I mean, I love it. It's, 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 it's cool. heartwarming. Yes. Okay. Pause. So while we were listening to that, I kind of blew Riley's mind because I thought this was like common knowledge or it would be to Riley. Uh, but the music and lyrics and the orchestration were written by two people. So one guy wrote the music and lyrics. The other guy wrote the orchestration. The guy who wrote the orchestration is Robert Lopez, who is an egotter and is the youngest egotter and the fastest egotter in history. Egot meaning he won a uh, Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and Tony. And he did it all within 10 years and has won multiple of each. Because not only did he write Avenue Q, which he won Best Orchestration for, he wrote Book of Mormon. He wrote songs for Frozen, Frozen 2, and Coco with his wife. They're the ones who wrote all that fucking music. So, Which is insane. Yeah. Uh, so he is literally only 39 years old. And uh, he, it only took him 10 years to win all four. And is the only person to have won all four awards more than once. So he has at least two of each. He's a twice. He's a he's, he's a, a double egotter. Double okay, he went to fucking Jesus. Yale. Shut up, Robert Lopez. <laughs> no, the way he's th- also a Pisces. Okay, but the way that Rachel set this up made it to where it blew my mind because I'm like, oh, this is a really good song. It's really upbeat. And Rachel's like, yeah, he did Frozen. I'm like, he fucking did what? He did this raunchy, like puppet and, musical and, Book of Mormon. and Frozen. Yeah. She but she started out with purely Frozen. Oh so yeah, like, what? Frozen too. <laughs> yeah. I thought that would be common knowledge to you. I feel like it should have been because I should have known. Maybe you knew him more as like Book of Mormon to Frozen rather than or you would have realized it better with Book of yeah. Mormon to Frozen because Book of Mormon was more recent. Yes. But this was like his first. And he won a fucking Tony for it. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, so that's Avenue Q. Oh, also in and in, in for now uh, because it was written in 2003. At one point they say George Bush. Is only for now. Your hair. Like, whatever. Uh, all, all the way up until the show closed in 2019, they would say Donald Trump. For the last couple years, they would say, Donald Trump is only for now. Which is, you know, you know very uplifting. And very correct. uplifting. And correct. Only like 10 more days? Seven more days. Seven more days. A week, bitch. A, A week. week. Anyway. Anyway. So that was Grab Bag Podcast, guys. Woo, 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 that was a really long episode, and I'm sorry, but if you like musicals, you just had a great time, I guess. Had a um, fun time. A lot of people don't know Avenue Q. 
Yes. Which is surprising to me because I'm crotchety and this like it was like a whole summer for me. Yeah. Which then became like a whole, you know. Life. Yeah. Because I did it in 2012. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so it's been like 10 years. Um, it's almost half your life, Rachel. Oh, fuck me. You're old. <laughs> <laughs> it came out when I was six. Mom, take me to see the Broadway puppet musical. Anyway. Oh, um, oh darn it! It came out a year after I was born. I was actually like, "It's old. This musical is older than me," but I can't say but that. But it's not. But it's not. You're both younger than nine eleven. But whatever. <laughs> All right. Okay, but okay. So do you do you know how Broadway? Have you seen those videos of Broadway at post nine eleven where it's like, "We'll yes. come back. We'll be stronger." Can you imagine having to include the puppets in Avenue Q? Should they have been open during nine eleven? Can you imagine having to see Lucy the goddamn slut standing there with Bernadette Peters? And it's very much set in New York, too. It's very much set in New York. Anyway, so our house of Mamma Mia next to fucking Avenue Q. I hate it here. The guy's (laughs) Lion King next to The good puppets versus the naughty puppets. (laughs) It's the word naughty that really took Riley out. Not when we're together. That's it. I'm living my life in eternal solitude away from this bitch. (laughs) This is the last episode of Grabback Podcast that I'll ever reach listeners. Uh, Alexis, welcome on. Welcome on. So our Instagram is Grabback Pod. Our Twitter is Grabback Podcast. I am Ray Robbins on both Insta and TikTok. Uh, Riley- wow. Wow. <laughs> Riley's Theater Geek 244. Our email is grabbagrr at gmail.com. Or Grabback Pod. Fuck. I wasn't even reading. Grabbagpodrr at gmail.com. And our website is grabbagpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you. And putting up with my one woman show, I will take uh, the $5 ticket price at at my Venmo. (laughs) Bye. Bye.